Welcome to Thanks for the Memories. You've got a friend in us. This is episode 62, ranking all of Tom Hanks's movies. I'm Mike Manzi. And I'm Joey Lewandowski. And Mike, this is, I don't want to say my favorite episode of these shows, but like, I love numbers. I love lists. I love talking about movies. This is our recap of the 59 things we've covered. Not Bosom Buddies. There are 59 things as we all wait for next week's episode. I think maybe voting is closed, or maybe you have today to vote. I don't know yet, but go to caseclub.me slash bracket, and just if it's there, vote. If not, sorry, but you've had time. But yeah, Mike, there's a lot here, I think maybe more than we've ever counted up before, because we did Cruz, and we did Charlize, right? But they were both in the 40s. We have 59 things here, so let's get going. Yeah, this is a lot. I don't think we... Did we count down Cage? I don't know if we did one of these for Cage. I don't think because we did. It, it never ended, right? right? So I don't think we ever will because it'll get to 100. But this is one of my favorite episodes that we do. So I'm excited to get going. All right. So Mike, number 59 with a goddamn bullet. Extremely loud and incredibly close. Joey, we match. Wilson! Right off the bat, right out of the gate. But not not just like with a bullet, but with like a hail of bullets. Um, yeah. This one for sure is the worst. It is offensively bad. I hate this movie. I wish it was never made. I w- I'm sorry that I saw it. I'm sorry that it wasted performances by people. Like, come on, man. It, it, it's like a Stuart Townsend movie, right? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, or no. that terrible last face by Sean Penn, right? Like, it's like, oh, oh. yeah, 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 exactly. All right. So some things are very obvious to me. Some things are just kind of muddled because we've been doing this for almost two years. We started in January 2019. As this comes out, it's the beginning of November 2020. Not only the fact that the last seven months or eight months, I guess, have felt like forever, but we've been doing this for so long and so many of these early ones I did not like and I do not remember that a lot of the bottom of this list is going to be kind of murky and like there could be a variation here. But most of these, if they're toward the bottom, they deserve in my mind to be toward the bottom. But number 58, I have nothing in common. Do I have something in common with you? No, unfortunately you don't. It's not far off, but I have every time we say goodbye. It, it was just depressing, man. There's just no fun in that movie. That is my next one, yes. In a time and a world of impossible love, he would accept nothing less than everything. Yeah, no, I don't need him as a fighter pilot getting shot down and like nurse... And nope, nope. So, and then next for me, that's where I do have nothing in common. Okay, so our bottom three are the same, just a little bit of an inverse. But okay, we're off to a good start here. There's going to be certain things on the list that, like, wildly vary between the two of us. I know that's already coming. I think for the most part, like, number 56, got to be coming up soon for you. Number 56, The Circle. You know, it's crazy that I don't have The Circle yet. It should definitely be there, but for some reason it's just not. What I have there isn't because it's necessarily a bad movie. It's just more like it's a bad Hanks movie. I, I put Ithaca there. Okay, I have Ithaca a little bit higher up, but like, yeah. And then after, so I'll go next for the the one, the next one, I put another movie, which again, it's not like a terrible movie. There's just no Hanks, and that's Radio Flyer. At 55? Yeah. Mike, we tied. All right. Wilson! Both of those, I guess, theoretically, Ithaca should be lower. I just think, like, Ithaca's, it's just, it's, it's fine. Like, I did not like Radio Flyer. I did not mind Ithaca. I hear ya. Number 54, and I apologize in advance, Mazes and Monsters. I mean, I totally get it. It's totally fine. I mean, I, I have that unreasonably higher up on my list. Um, this is where the circle landed for me. i would probably fall a couple spots in a year or so. Like, all kinds of bad vibes circling the circle in general. I get it. I get it. Number 53, more bad vibes. The Man 
with one red shoe. I don't know why I keep saying it that way. Like I said it that way when we, earlier tonight when we recorded the announcing the Woodies for worst film. I don't know why I, I, I enunciate it that way. I'm not quite there yet. That at least had like a little bit of spy comedy going in. I have to come in strong now and uh, no more punches. Inferno. Like here's Whoa, where it begins. Okay. Okay. Inferno. Okay. I hate you. <laughs> wow. And Inferno, I will, I will spoil, is my favorite of the three, but we'll get to that not too long. And number 52 is where I have Ithaca. So I that's the one we just talked about a little bit ago, the Meg Ryan one. Again, not bad, but just, you know, Hanks is in one scene, right? Or two scenes, maybe? Has one line. So what do you got, 52? So 52, I'm sticking with the Dan Brown, and I got Angels and Demons. I think you could see where this is going. I sure do. I sure do. And we will talk about it in a little bit. Again, not too long. Number 51, we have another one where it's very, very little Hanks, and I'm sure it's coming up soon for you the great buck howard again not a bad movie i've seen it now twice i don't know why still but uh, hanks is in maybe one scene right where he plays colin hanks's dad and for that it's kind of interesting but other than that like it's an okay movie and he's only in it for one scene so if this is a, a ranking of watch these movies for hanks in a way i still don't know exactly how i rank these but like i'm not telling anybody to watch the great buck howard for for tom hanks <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. But the, the one reason why I don't have it as low is because there's still a, a Hanks in there acting the whole True. movie, you know, yep. like the, mm-hmm. that. And I did kind of end up liking that movie more. But uh, next for me on the list is the Da Vinci Code. I figured as much. I just had to get that trilogy out of the gate. I just needed it done. I do want to say The Great Buck Howard, of all these movies down here, I don't know that I would watch it a third time, but if forced to pick one of these to watch again, it would very easily, even the ones above this, a few above this, I would pick it again. But just in terms of the Tom Hanks of it all, not picking it. Number 50, Punchline. I know that people like this movie a lot. It did not work for me. Well done! We match. Punchline for sure. I mean, again, just depressing. I mean, for a movie about comedians, it's not funny. Like, that's the weirdest thing to me. It's a it's a dramedy, if anything. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, it's Sally Field. Like, I like her so much in things, and it's just... Nope. Sorry. No. Number 49 struck me wrong for a whole bunch of reasons, and I feel like that is a very strong sentiment to have. It should be lower, almost, but the Polar Express that we watched in, like, March or April, like, when Pandemic was just beginning, who knew what the future would hold? I had never seen it before. I don't like the animation. I like Hanks in many different roles, but... I, I hope to never see this movie again. I have no idea why I have that higher on my list, um, <laughs> but I wasn't as adverse to it. I remember thinking it was going to be way worse. I thought I, I, that maybe that's why my expectations were below the belt. Like I was expecting to hate it and I just didn't, and I ended up just not hating it, I guess was good enough. But in this spot, I have the man with one red shoe. That's where I put here. Like that, he's finally on the list. Not great. Early Hanks, not a spy. They think he's a spy. Not that funny. now i'm gonna do these next four in a row for a reason 48 angels and demons and then 47 bachelor party 46 da vinci code 45 inferno we are aligned in not liking this trilogy i don't like bachelor party i don't know why i put bachelor party in the middle but it felt right i think i dislike angels and demons that much i gave inferno a lower star rating but i like it more i think it's probably the worst movie but i liked it the best because i didn't know what was coming and bachelor party i just don't enjoy it like it just it feels it feels more dated than any other movie on this list like there are worse movies but it just feels like oh this is not a movie that anybody should be watching in 2019 it's weird for how crass it is these days how how much like it's still up on my list like higher just because of my memory of it of enjoying it when i was a younger person has held so much power for some reason that it is not lower on my list 
but I understand completely. Like I don't, I still, I don't think it holds up at all. Um, it's just like the nostalgia factor, I guess. Um, do you want me to do a couple in a row? Yeah, do four because I mean, like I did the because I'm assuming that some of these that we've already talked about, or some that are uh, that are on your list that we've already talked about, maybe. But like, yeah, just go one at a time, go there because I just want to get those out of my system. Okay, the next four or five all kind of like are together. So next up, I actually have the David S. Pumpkins Halloween special. <laughs> I think I have that. Oh, I have it a little bit higher, but yeah, not not much higher, but yeah, okay. My next four are actually four of the Toy Story shorts. I have Toy Story That Time Forgot, then Hawaiian Vacation, then Small Fry, and then Toy Story of Terror. I have those a lot higher, and I don't know why, but yeah, okay. And again, it's because of the lack of Hanks, I guess, in a lot of those, but also they're good because they're Toy Story, so I feel like they're somewhere around the middle here. Yeah, and I think when we get to that point on my list, I feel like that's kind of the, the turning point, the pivot point, where I'm like, above this, yeah, watch it. Below this, probably not. These are in the middle where it's just like, yeah, it's fun because they're Toy Story, but that's not a lot of Hanks, I think, to the same point, but just, like, that's kind of where my list sort of turns. We'll get there in a little bit. So where are we now? I'm at 44 on my list now. And 44 for me is a hologram for the king, which I can't imagine is too much higher on your list, but we'll get there probably soon. But it probably should be higher, honestly, because I I like that more than you and I like that more than Larson. But like, I don't know. I just... um... I think because I've seen it twice, I'm just like, I'm not going to see it again. I think that's that's an issue here. Yeah, I think our discussion made me like it more in retrospect. That's good. It's still higher than I think it should be. There's another movie on this list that I can't believe I haven't said the name yet. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Number 43 of the David S. Pumpkins Halloween special, which you mentioned, which, again, I just feel like is, yeah, it's a thing to watch, right? It's, again, not like Toy Story. It, he's in it as much as the Toy Story ones, but the Toy Story shorts, at least. But, yeah, it's just a thing. So my 43, I know... This is uh, this was a rough one for me. The Terminal. I thought it was kind of a terminal movie. Just not my just not my cuppa. I just couldn't really ever land this one. I, I did not like the Terminal. Forty two. This is where I'm gonna get into some trouble. This is the hardest one on my list to place. Forty two. I have Forrest Gump. Ah, oh, that's where I feel like I should have put Forrest Gump. But that's where I have the Great Buck Howard. Okay. Forrest Gump is one where. I don't like it. We've talked about it recently about, like, I just I just don't enjoy that movie. I understand he won a Best Actor Oscar for it, but, like, we've talked also on here candidly about how, like, this is kind of... It was difficult to get through a lot of this, but there are so many good movies that I would encourage people to watch so strongly over Forrest Gump. Maybe things above this on the list, in my heart of hearts, like, I would probably recommend Forrest Gump over that, but, like, I don't know, man. It just... I, I don't want to watch it again. I just can't. I don't want to. Well, it's weird that, like, the more... I think about Forrest Gump the less I even like it. Like I, 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 this is from a guy coming off like loving it the first time he saw it in theaters to like progressively liking it less and less dramatically every viewing, and now to the point where like I just don't really want to watch that movie again. I'm, I'm really good with Forrest Gump. I can't think of many movies where I've done that. Like a lot of, like I think most movies you watch generally you start liking more because you pick up more things on it. But I don't know that there's very, very many movies that like. I've seen and like less each subsequent time, but yeah, I guess it makes sense for Forrest Gump. All right, 41. I feel like you're going to have this a much higher, and I'm surprised I have it this high. I think maybe buoyed by your zeal for it, you and Austin Wolf Southern, 41 of the Bonfire of the Vanities. I can't tell you a single thing about it, really, but I don't like it but I have it here. Yeah, I've been meaning to rewatch that one again. Like, there is just some crazy acting and casting and all kinds of weird shit going on in that movie from what I can remember. I don't fault you for putting it that low whatsoever. No, by no means. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't deserve high praise 
but I'm going to give it higher praise. All right, so what's your 41 then? So my 41, here we are, Pardu, a holy man, mazes okay. and monsters. I mean, it's pretty high up there. But not not wildly so. I was at, what was I at? Oh, I was really low. I was at 54. Okay, yeah, that, that's a little high. But also, I mean, you love that movie. Sort of, sort of. Yeah, I mean, I would watch it again. That's that's weird to say. Like, I like that. I like <laughs> Bonfire of the Vanities. Like, some weird, I like weird shit when it comes to hangs, I guess. I think what we found, and I think what we feared and were kind of confirmed as true, was that he doesn't get weird. Like, you know what you're expecting with a lot of his movies, right? It's like, yeah. I get it. Like, that's just what he does, right? And so I think when he goes weird, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it works. Like, almost sort of like uh, the Lady Killers, right? Where he shows up in that, and you're like, what the fuck is going on with Hanks? Like, but I kind of like it. Yes. Well, speaking of what's going on here, speaking of weird, number 40, he knows you're alone. His first movie, I enjoyed it. I don't know that it's good, but I enjoyed it. We match. He knows you're alone. That's so funny. I was not expecting that. But yeah, I mean, there's just something about it. I think we were both surprised by, I don't want to say the quality of that movie, but just like surprised that it was going to be a horror movie, that kind of thing, maybe. And, you know, the hearing how like Hank survived and all that kind of stuff, like that was kind of cool. You know, the guy didn't want to kill him off because he was such a nice dude and everything. He's just charming as an actor. Yeah, that's crazy. My number 39 and... I don't remember much about this. I remember a lot of product placement. I think I would probably like it more. I don't know. This is a weird one. I guess that's the whole point of this. Like, each one that goes higher, I'd want to rewatch more. So, like, of course it makes sense that I want to watch this more than what we've already talked about. My number 39 is Volunteers. Uh, I think it's where he maybe met. No, not where he met Rita Wilson, but I think where he probably fell in love with Rita Wilson. He met her, I think, doing Bosom Buddies, right? Volunteers, not bad, but not good. I mean, I really feel like a Coke coca-cola right now i know that much yeah you know i'm surprised to how far up on the list i have that movie i think again that falls under the category of like here's one movie i saw as a kid a lot and it really just sort of stuck in my brain and uh, no matter like how offensive or or inappropriate it is i just can't like shake it yet like there's just something about it that isn't coming loose so i have that quite higher i have a hologram for the king next okay that's fair that's where he landed in the desert The King is in at number 39. Yeah, fair enough. I I appreciate that. Number 38, five of my next six are Toy Stories. There's one in the middle that's not a Toy Story, but I have, I won't name the one I'm in the middle, but I have 38, Toy Story Time Forgot, 37, Hawaiian Vacation, Skip for now, 35, Small Fry, 34, Partysaurus Rex, and 33, Toy Story of Terror, still what I think the scariest G-rated thing I've ever seen. Okay, big chunk of Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah, I have Party Source Rex very soon. Like, that is that was definitely my favorite out of the bunch of them. The only one that sort of escaped the little cluster that I mentioned before. Yep. So let's, let's hit it with your 38 and 37. What you got? Okay, so I got Polar Express at 38. Too high, but yes, okay. Yeah, and this one is way too high. And then I got Forrest Gump, which is like way too high. You know, again, we were just discussing. Yeah. My 36, that's the one that's not Toy Story. My 36 is Saving Mr. Banks, which, again, not bad. I actually kind of like that movie. It's just, it just feels kind of depressing. Like, I get that Emma Thompson, like, I know that she's a good actor in the part because, like, she makes me feel something, but that feeling that I feel is, I don't like this woman. I don't like watching (laughs) this woman on screen. And, you know, she softens by the end, but I don't know. I like, I think, Hanks is Disney, but it's just, that's one where, like, again, like, this is sort of the, the turning point, what I was saying before, right? The pivot point, where, like, in the middle of these toy stories this is one where i'm like i don't really know where i land 
Yeah, I hear you. It's tough when there's so much and it all is good. And <laughs> it's hard to, like, you know, regulate, like, an order for everything. And Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm right there with you. My next one, though, was Partysaurus Rex. So, like, it just kind of fit in with your little run of Toy Story shorts there. Okay. That was your 36. Am I two behind you now? Yeah, my 35 again. No, I have, I have three. And that's three more. 35 is Small Fry, 34 Rex, and 33 Toy Story of Terror. Okay. So what number am I on? 35? 35, yes. Okay. So my 35, again, probably too high on the list, but Bachelor Party. Okay. Everything except the Bachelor Party kind of goes a long way. Like the 3D fight, the 80s fashion... I think, like, Tony Katane's really good in it, and Hanks is good, and I like the whole slobs versus snobs dynamic get and it. everything. Yeah, 34. Turner and Hooch. I have that a little bit higher. We will get to that before too long, but yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, still good. You know, he worked well with that dog. Yeah. And you're 33. I did one more, so your 33 is... A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Wow, okay. Yeah, I think if you remember... I have it a little bit higher, but okay. I get it. Like, it's not that it's, like, the bad movie. I just, I didn't really buy Hanks as Mr. Rogers in the way that I feel like I should have or was expecting to, so. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. My 32, and I'll talk a little bit more about Mr. Rogers when I get to it in a little bit, but 32 for me is Splash. And this, again, I feel like there's three 1980s Hanks movies in a row here, 32 through 30 for me, are all 80s Hanks that I think, if I watch them again, so I did not really love 80s Hanks but I feel like watching again now, I think I would like it more. Because I feel I went in weirdly at a disadvantage having not seen so many of these. And now, even though I don't love Tom Hanks the same way that I love Tom Cruise or Nicolas Cage or whoever, right? Like, I feel like because I've seen everything he's done, I would probably enjoy these movies more. And movies that are higher on the list, like The Burbs, I think would probably be even higher just because I know kind of what to expect out of them. So... These here, starting with Splash, I'm like, I feel guilty internally that I have it so low, but it just, it's where it wound up. Yeah, it happens. And again, there's so many movies. It's like, I feel like my list kind of goes through phases and there's like groups of certain films of types and things that just kind of got clumped together and everything. It's There's no real rhyme or reason to it, but in my head, it feels like there's a logic going on between all of the rankings. Maybe only I can see that. So you're 32. So in this spot, saving Mr. Banks. Okay, I had that a little bit lower, but yeah, okay, not too bad. I mean, I think what saved that movie for me was probably primarily, like, the music. That was good. And and definitely, like, the stuff that took place in present day and not the flashbacks. My 31, you you said, I think, just a little bit ago, was Turner and Hooch, which, yeah, dog co-star. What more do you want to say? Nothing much more to say. <laughs> At that spot, I have the Lady Killers. Okay, I have that higher... If you'd asked me like before we started where that would have wound up, I would have guessed lower, but I wound up liking that movie more than I thought. But it's, it's not too much higher, but I had to have it a little bit higher than this. Yeah, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it after hearing so much bad stuff about it. So, I mean, it's still, it's not like amazing, but like it's, it's higher than I was expecting it to be. We're on the scale of like love to loathe. Where are we on your Hank scale? Are these movies that you generally like now? Or like, are we transitioning? Like, where are we? Because I feel like I'm now on the upswing. Like we firmly kind of crested the mountain and like, this is all like positive trajectory now. Like, where are we for you? Okay. In about two movies, I think we'll be there. Okay, cool. My number 30 is Dragnet. I liked it. I don't remember very much about it at all. When we were culling down our list of the Woodies, you were like, don't you remember this? I was like, nope. I remember the music. I remember them in some warehouse where there's a lot of liquids. I don't remember what that is. Milk? Milk, just like it said on the sign when you ran through it with your tank. (laughs) Rich, wholesome milk. Okay, 
cool. So 30 is Dragnet. Again, I don't remember much about it, but I just sort of have vaguely pleasant memories about it, so... Yeah, all of the early Hanks, like, really is higher for me because of, like, I've been mentioning, like, I just saw it when I was a lot younger, so a lot more of it has just stuck with me, so I just have, like, more familiarity with it, so I just like it more. But in this spot, I had Larry Crown. Okay, where do I... Oh, I have Larry Crown a little bit higher, but yeah, okay. I feel like, yeah, for me, where is this? Hold on. I'm basically saying from, like, 22 through 32 is, like, all just, like, the same. They're all just, like, yeah, I like them. I don't love them, but I like them. I hear ya. Yeah, my next, my next like two rows are kind of like that. They're all sort of grouped together. Or at least the next row. My number twenty nine is one that you had much lower. I kind of can't believe that I have this high, but number twenty nine, I have the terminal. I think it was just because it was so much weirder than I expected it to be. All right, I'll give you that. I definitely give you that. I mean, the tooch wasn't really loose enough for me. True. But the movie itself was definitely unpredictable. I'll say that. Okay. What's your number twenty nine? Charlie Wilson's War. Okay, I again have that a little bit higher. But you had seen that before, though, right? Yeah, I'd seen it before. So I think I'm... Not that I'm good on that movie, but it'd be a while before I watch it again. And if I do, it'll probably be for Hoffman and not for Hanks, I think. I think that Hoffman just kind of steals the show. Or Julia Roberts. I mean, it's even harder to do when you have her there as well. It's like, yep. you know, those are three great performances. Number 28, I have a movie that might upset anybody listening because I feel like this is a fan favorite. Number 28, I've got You've Got Mail. Oh, okay. I understand. I mean, you know, we're starting to get into, like, the real heavy hitters, more or less. I feel like with both this and Sleepless, which I have higher, I was expecting a certain kind of rom-com, and I don't think that either delivered on it. I'm looking at my list now, and I have You've Got Mail way higher than I would have expected, but I'm not changing anything at this okay. point. I'm going with everything I got. Um, at this spot, I had the coveted bonfire of the vanities you had a 28 and i had it at what 41 okay yeah not radically high but pretty high you know it's up there it's higher than it should be it's probably higher than on any major critics list ever you know oh probably um, yeah what can i say this movie's just a kook like it's just brian De palma he's just having a laugh like i feel like he's taking the piss out of everything in this movie as far as like filmmaking and the studios and just doing oh i can't do what i want okay i'm gonna do this like i dare you to tell me what to do when i'm making this movie is how it feels while i'm watching it and i just love the vibe i can't help it yeah fair enough number 27 a movie that i did not love the vibe of but i feel like i should have and i'm sort of surprised that this is as high as it is but i have 27 road to perdition oh yeah i have that much higher actually i I figured as much yeah, yeah yeah here's where i ended up putting big okay after like Thinking about these movies and doing the list, I was like, I'm just getting, like, the older I get, the more I just kind of get creeped out by that movie. Oh, it's very creepy. That's the only way I could put it. It's got so much creepo going for it that, like, I can't shake it anymore. I mean, even more than the next movie on my list, which is still pretty, like, high creep levels, but... We'll Fair get there enough. in a minute. <laughs> Number 26, I have a movie that you have. Actually, 26 and 25 and 24 are all movies that you've said already. 26, I have The Lady Killers. 25, I have A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. 24, Larry Crown. Three movies that I mostly like. Larry Crown, wildly just generically pleasant. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, impressively weird. And Lady Killers, surprisingly enjoyable. But again, I think knowing what's coming, these are three that kind of just fall lower. But these are, they're still in that, like, they're all basically the same. I like them all about the same. I think after my next three, two of which you have already mentioned, we I'm getting into the realm of kind of like everything equally almost uh, for the most part. So it was really hard. But mm-hmm. next up, I have Splash. 
At 26, okay. Then I have Volunteers followed by Dragnet. I had all those already. Yeah, Volunteers, you have really high. Yeah, like I said before, like these three movies in particular, like really, st- and The Money Pit, which, sorry, to, that that's my next movie is The Money Pit. Like those four. Oh, at 23? Yeah. Wilson! Nice, nice, nice. So like those four movies are the, are like my primary childhood Hanks. So like that's why I think that they're so high up there, you know? Like I feel like they really just get a extra credit specifically for being there when I was a kid, making me laugh and stuff. Yeah, no, fair enough. My 22, and this is the last in this grouping for me, the next one starts another tier, I would say. I mentioned this just a couple minutes ago. Sleepless in Seattle, I don't know why it ends in New York. Like, none of, nothing about this movie is what I expected <laughs> it to be. I think if I watched it again, I would enjoy it more, but I'm just like, this is weird. It's just weird, man. Yeah. I got that way higher. If you remember that episode, like that was oh, yeah. a conversion episode, basically. I'm like going clear in that episode when it comes to rom-coms. <laughs> and I'm just shaking my head like you should have been on board since Cage, but I get it. No, I'm, I, you know, I was, I liked that movie a lot and I understand it, but now I like even retroactively, I like that Cage movie even more now for sure. Yeah. What's your number 22? I have Greyhound coming okay. up next. Yeah, a good one, a recent one. And this sort of kicks off, like I was saying, the next, the next few were really hard for me to shift. Cool. Yeah, I get it. My 21 is one you said just a little bit ago, I think in your upper 20s. I have Charlie Wilson's War. I like that, I think, a lot more than you or Tobin liked it this time around. I'd never seen it. You guys had both seen it before. It just worked for me, man. I don't know that I would want to really see it again. Maybe. But I think what you said about wanting a rewatch for Hoffman or for Julia Roberts, like, yeah, I just think overall it's great. And I think Hanks is great in it. Maybe overshadowed a little bit, but also, you know, I really like the movie. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Charlie Wilson, you know, James Bond never would have teamed up with the Taliban. Truly. Rambo and the Mujahideen would not have uh, broken bread together. Truly, truly. All right, what is your number 21? You've got a friend in me. It's Toy Story 1. Wow, okay, okay. That, whew, okay, wow, okay. Is that too low? Is that too low? We're going to get into real crazy shit for me with Toy Story. I'll tell you that much in advance, but... Okay, all right. You might not be happy with me when we get uh, to the end of this, then. (laughs) No, I I mean, I don't mind it. I also don't know that, like, I obsessively re-ranked Cruise in the hours leading up to that episode where we did this for Tom Cruise, and like this, I'm just like, I don't know, there's too many. Like, I just can't. Like, I just went with my gut, and I just did it, but yeah. That's what I tried to do, dude. I just, you know... And they're not all, like, it's not like the Toy Story movies are that spaced out. I got a couple coming up really soon. Okay, yeah. My number 20, Houston, we have a problem. It's Apollo 13. Oh, that's lower than I expect. This is where we're getting into things where it's like, looking at what's above it, like it probably should be higher. I don't know. This is getting into real, like again, Uh the same way like 32 to 22 are all basically the same. I think 20 to 16-ish, these next five are all about the same and they're all great. Yeah, that's the trouble, man. It's like, I don't really want to rank these, but, you know, if you got to do it, you really got to do it. And it kind of felt like cramming at one point where I was like, you know, you just have to come up with an answer. Yeah. Okay, so number 20, you've got mail. Okay. That's where it landed. Again, not my favorite. Like, there's also a lot of weird stalker shit going on in that movie. But again, like, you know, it's just like one of those films where New York's a character and you know that whole vibe and it it really pulls that off so that was after i watched sleepless in seattle so maybe i was just sort of on a high on a on you know a rom-com high when i watched that yeah no fair i'm gonna bring you down a little bit here my my number 19 is a movie you had lower is big and i think weirdly big is as high on the list as it is because of how much i didn't like 
the extended cut and then watching the first like 25 minutes of the theatrical cut like just in the time leading up to when we recorded I'm like oh no this movie is great when you don't watch the version we didn't watch maybe that was the trick I had too much bad extra footage running around my mind when I was ranking these movies and thinking of big because that does sort of put a stain on on the movie for me having seen that extended cut it's not good it's very not good no my number 19 again it's another toy story movie it's part four wow okay that's your beloved forky i know dude that's right it is but i got a little burned out i gotta be honest i think uh, on toy story like there's so many of them that when i got to ranking them i even got them like a little mixed up in my head like now you saying that's my forky and everything i i should have put this three more higher just for forky alone but yeah I'm not going to go around screwing with things at this point. It's just where I was on the day, and yeah. I get it. And again, not that anybody's going to judge us for this, but I think these are all movies that we really, really like now. We're, we're at a point where like it's hard to rank because they're all good, as opposed to it's hard to rank because they're all bad, right? Like This is the upper echelons. So, And speaking of the upper echelons, my number 18 is a movie I think you would probably have in your top 10, I'm guessing, Bridge of Pies. Bridge of Spies, Steven Spielberg's <laughs> number 18. Again, I really liked it. I did not like it as much as you and Tobin. I feel like if you take the enthusiasm for Charlie Wilson's War and this, the two episodes that we did together recently, like they all even out like because i was a little bit higher on charlie wilson's war and a little bit lower on this but yeah bridges pie is number 18 very cool i do have that a bit higher next up i have toy story 3 wow damn okay <laughs> i'm telling you man things are really strange over here yeah you know again i i love all the toy story movies you know uh the last one on my list is quite high up, you know, there's a major gap until we get to Toy Story 2. Uh, And again, you know, top 20 Hanks movies is really, is a really good spot. Just keep thinking about how many movies I say before I say the first Toy Story movie. So keep that in (laughs) mind. And I'm not going to for a long time. Number 17, I have Sully. Okay. Really like it. Love its length. Again, what's above it? I like more. That's It's as simple as that. Yeah. I have that real close. Next up, I have The Post, which is really high up, I feel, for a first-time screening. Like, it's one of the only movies, I think, in my top 20 that I'd never seen. Oh, well, Greyhound, I guess, but... Oh, I wonder, is that is that true for me, too? It's, like, really high up there for a first-time Hanks movie. My next one is the first time on my number 11, which honestly feels way too high in retrospect, but I'm going to change things around a tiny bit up top. But yeah, I don't have a ton of first time viewings up there for me, so I, I, I'm right there with you. Okay, so where are we? We are at my number 16. My number 16 is Greyhound. You just talked about it. It's our, you know, it's our final movie that we covered. Really liked it. Surprisingly kind of liked it. It just scratched that itch of like, oh yeah, this is that good stuff. Yeah, I'm glad that it was a good movie that came out this year, right? Like they're still making worthwhile stuff out there, even with Tom Hanks in a, in a boat for an hour and a half. And yeah, I liked how brief it was too. Yeah. In this spot, I have Captain Phillips. I'm the captain now. That's my next one. That's my number 15. So very, very close. Cool. Yeah, we're getting down to some serious shit. Yeah, but I like that. I didn't think about it like this, but my back-to-back 16-15 were both his captaining boats. One real person, one sort of kind of maybe based on a real person. Who knows? Or an amalgamation. But yeah, two captain movies. I actually... No, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm flipping these. I like Captain Phillips less. I think it's a better performance, but I think in terms of my personal preference, Greyhound is going to win out over it. Captain Phillips, again, we talked about on the episode, that ending scene where he's in the med bay is incredible. But in terms of my preference, Captain Phillips 16, so we do match Mike. Well done! 
All right. And number 15, Greyhound for me. So my number 15 is The Streets of Philadelphia. Okay. That does my Springsteen impression. So Philadelphia, not just Hanks, but Denzel is super strong in that and, you know, issues and all kinds of things. And so Academy Award. Yeah. I have that my next one. That's my 14. I moved that down a little bit. That's my highest first time viewing. I just think, again, it wasn't the movie I expected. Like, I think I talked about on that episode, I thought it was going to be him getting AIDS, getting HIV, and then, like, the evolution. But, like, him starting with it, I was like, oh, we're, like, in the end game here. Obviously, he's great. Denzel's great. And the legal stuff is all great. I think it's, you know, it's a very tender movie. Yeah, 14 for me, Philadelphia. So I'm right there with you. All right, so my number 14, here's where we take the road to perdition wow okay yeah this movie like the more i think about it it kind of is it's very haunting i feel like it's more of a horror film the more i think about it like i really want to rewatch this uh i love what hanks is doing as sort of the reluctant villain yet he also has like a taste for killing it's a very complex role i feel like it's a very nuanced movie. I love what Jude Law does there. I like the kid a lot. Uh, yeah, and it's just not a Hanks that we ever see again, you know? It's like a one-and-done type of performance, and I think it was really cool. I like the villain performance. I like that element of it. I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know. I don't know. My number 13 is The Burbs. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, just really enjoyed it. I think I would, I said that before, I think I would really enjoy watching that again now, knowing where he winds up and what him as the overall sort of complete package actor. I think I might like that more because it is, it just came at a time where I was like, I'm not really in a groove yet for Hanks. And I think if I, if it had came later, and I also think that like, I want to say we had Lindsay Gibb and Nick Jenkins in that episode and they both love that movie. Or maybe they didn't, maybe they both signed up. I don't remember. I know Nick Jenkins was on it for sure, but I remember I think we had two guests who like loved it. And I think you love it too. And I'm just like, I'm not there yet. I know I think I could be, but yeah, I hear you. I got it only a little bit higher. Uh, my next movie is Sully. Okay. You know, kind of, uh, we, we talked about it before, but like, yeah, I like how brief it is. I think Hanks really disappears in the role of Sully more than I was ever expecting to. You know, Eastwood uh, did a good job at that one. I liked it. Sure did. My number 12 is a movie you just said a couple movies ago is The Post. Probably should be higher, honestly, but it. Again, a testament to the top 10. Keep in mind, I have not set a Toy Story movie yet. so maybe, <laughs> I know, you know, I know. But The Post, I think, comparing to Spotlight, I think hurts The Post, because I just love everything about Spotlight so much. But I love The Post. I liked it more this time than the first time, and four and a half stars for me on Letterboxd. Nice. So this is where I have Bridge of Pies, Bridge of Spies, in uh, 12. Number 12. Mark Rylance was kind of a revelation to me watching that the first time. I think Hanks really gets to act. Spielberg is on point. It's just, yeah, I really, I really like, it's a great Cold War drama and all that. So I really like that one. My number 11, one of my favorite movies that we covered for this podcast, but not enough Hanks in it, I think. Because, like, although the Toy Stories, I don't know, man, I'm I'm so weirdly skewed. Number 11, Catch Me If You Can. I love this movie. I just think it's more of a Leo movie than a Hanks movie. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. I got that higher. I had the same sort of reservation about putting it higher. But ultimately, I was like, they make each other's performance. Like, that's yeah. how I feel. Like, it's almost, it couldn't be anyone else. But uh, for me at this spot, I had the burbs. This is where the burbs landed for me. I, I think that movie's just, like, crazy, rewatchable. It's a lot of fun. Great Joe Dante wacky comedy. Top 10. Top 10, buddy. I feel like starting with number 12, maybe, it's another tier. Like, starting with The Post and Catch Me If You Can, this next one, The Green Mile, 
at number 10. Yeah, just great, man. Just great. Great, great stuff. Awesome movie. You know, one of those long films that doesn't feel long at all. And uh, R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan, like what a crazy performance that is. Hanks is great in that with his uh, UTI and everything. And <laughs> he takes a really long piss in that movie. That's what he's known for, for some reason in films. This is where I had Sleepless in Seattle, actually. Okay, that's really high. Well... It's a transformative film, my man. I mean, what can I say? Like, it fundamentally changed me at the core as far as, like, you know, enjoying stuff. Like, I it's a, opened up a whole new world of film for me, or a whole new perspective. I'll just say that. It opened up a whole new perspective on movies where I will not, like, um, I, I'm done not giving everything a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like I never gave that movie a chance, and as soon as I did, I fell in love with it. So I don't know. How, it's just, like, that's just the way it is. Yeah. I still kind of can't get over it, but, like, I get it. It's weird as shit, dude. It's one of the weirdest movies ever. <laughs> like, it's so weird. <laughs> That's part of what I love about it. Okay. Top nine. And finally, finally, number nine, Toy Story. Wow. Toy Story 1. Toy Story 1, yes. We have the same, I will spoil, we have the same order of Toy Story movies. Mine are all just clumped way higher at the top than, than yours are. <laughs> but, yeah, I think... When we covered the first Toy Story movie, I was like, I still kind of can't believe how good this is. Compared to 2, 3, and 4, it is markedly worse, at least graphically. I think story-wise, it's great, but God, it's so good. I mean, no arguments here. It's just I tend to gravitate more, I guess, towards his live-action stuff because it's more Hank-centric. I would have put it higher if I could have, but I have no objection whatsoever to the placement that you were giving the Toy Story movies. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, where am I? Number nine. I have next The Green Mile. That's where that lands for me. So, we sort of... You had it at ten, right? I have it at nine. Yes. Very close. Very close. I also think it's it's, it's twice the length of Toy Story. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. Top eight. Do they do top eight? I mean, it's usually just ten, then five. I don't know why I said top eight. Number eight for me, A League of Their Own. Wilson! We match. As someone who's not like a huge sports fan, fan you know doesn't like do fantasy leagues or anything um can't really name more than five players on any given team uh i really love this movie and it's uh all about baseball so (laughs) i will say in retrospect that when i watched it first for the contenders i don't know what mindset i was in but i did not really love it for the contenders and this time around for hanks watching it you know I think later the same year. Like, I want to say last year we watched it for the contenders, like, in February, and we probably watched it for us in, like, July or August. Like, something like that, right? Like, like four or five months difference. And I liked it so much more. And I don't know where my mind was the first time. I guess it just sort of happens that, like, the weird thing about doing a podcast like this is, like, just sometimes you're like, I just have to watch this movie. Like, I know it's a great movie. I just don't feel like watching it at all. I don't know why I was in a weird mindset, but, like, the second time around, I was just like, no, I love this movie. Nice. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, you came around or, or it came around to you or whatever whatever the case may be because, um, you know, I've seen this movie a shitload. This might be the one I've seen the most on, on this list and, like, I just never get tired of it. It's just, it flies by. Like, there's just such a great rhythm to it that, uh, yeah, that's why it's so high up on my list. Number seven, Toy Story 4. Okay. Forky. Maybe in the top seven. You know, top seven, that's the, everybody talks about the top seven everything, right? Top seven, top seven. <laughs> My top seven, Forky. Toy Story Forky. Again, yeah. I mean, I'm a little remiss that I didn't put Forky a little bit higher on the list. I don't know that he would have made it this high, but uh, in this spot, I have Apollo 13. 
okay, so probably should be higher, closer to me for that list. Like, for my list, it should be closer to that number, but it's not. I just think it's a remarkable movie. I mean, it's some of the earlier historical Hanks. It's, you know, it's stuff that he's really into, the space race and, and the moon and everything. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, it's got a great cast, a great ensemble. Yeah, I, again, with the rewatchability, Ronnie Howard, all that stuff going on. I can't believe that this is the same fucking Ron Howard that did that goddamn Dan Brown trilogy. Like, who the fuck? What happened? Anyway. All right. Number six, Castaway, Castaway, Wilson. Ah. Okay. Which I have not heard from you yet. So okay, let me let me think. Your top six, we have five of the same top six. Okay. I think because there's in your top six, there's five that you have not heard me say either, right? Yes, that's true. I guess the you're only right. one that I have that you have said already is Toy Story three. Yeah, and then which one? I guess we'll find out very soon. But my number six is Castaway. So my number six is Catch Me If You Can. I think part of what happened was like, I was doing my list and I was like, well, you know, like you were saying, like, it's not really the Hanks. He's not the lead exactly. But then I was like, but Leo's the lead. So <laughs> what could I do? I just couldn't help myself. Um, but that's it. Yeah. Catch me if you can there. So here okay. we go. Top five, baby. Yeah. I mean, nobody really counts down my top fives, but you know, top five. Yeah. It's not as popular as seven. Number five, Saving Private Ryan. Well done! Yep. There's a movie I like more and more, which doesn't even get, it doesn't get any easier to watch. But I, there's just something about it where I appreciate that movie every time I see it more and more. Yeah. So it has like the opposite effect of Gump. It's got the anti-Gump effect going for it. All right. My number four. I mean, I don't really have much to say about Saving. I, I don't know what else there is to say about Saving Private Ryan. It's fantastic. All these movies is like, what do you, what do you say, right? Number four is the one that you have said already. So is your number four Castaway? It is, man. Okay. Yeah, it is. So we have the same yeah. top three. Okay. My number four is Toy Story 3, which I think is almost as good as two. And I had ranked higher than two. But when we watched four, I had more vivid memories of two than three. And like just the Jesse stuff, which we'll talk about. But like three, I think is great. I think when I watch it, I'm on a high for that. But yeah, my number four is Toy Story 3. See, I put Castaway really high up because I feel like it's really Hank's unplugged for a lot of the movie right like really stripped down he's really got nothing to really work with except like his his body it almost becomes like a weird type of like experimental theater when he's on the island like some kind of like you know what i'm saying some kind of like experiential component you were told to go see where a guy talks to a coconut for an hour it's like what like what the hell is that but no like it's captivating you know so it's up there i love the castaway all right, top three with the same top three. I'm guessing. Yeah. Mm. I have a feeling they're in the same order, too. All right, number three, Toy Story 2. Well done! Number two, Joe versus the Volcano. Well done! Number one, Cloud Atlas. Well done! Yeah, so I don't want to say the reason we did this podcast was for Cloud Atlas, but the reason we did this podcast was for Cloud Atlas. Yeah, I, I think along the way that became clear to me. I think I was maybe in a bit of denial going into this, but ultimately when we got to Cloud Atlas, I was like, yeah, this is the coup de grace. Like, it's almost also worth going through what you have to get through to get to Cloud Atlas for the extra payoff of going through what you had to get through to get to Cloud Atlas, you know? I know. But yeah, man, that movie is just incredible. I love that movie so much. Joe versus the Volcano almost couldn't be more different, but also it feels kind of of a type with it. Well, they both feel like very one-of-a-kind films. Nothing else is is like these, like kind of at all, really. 
And then Toy Story 2, we both agree, is the best Toy Story movie, I think, specifically because of Jesse. That's a big part of it. Um, I, I think taking it out of Andy's room and into the toy store, the whole idea of the value of toys really gets kicked up a notch in that one, right? Like everything from uh, what it means to Andy to what it means to uh, Big Al, who's selling them on eBay, to the idea of going to a toy store and just Buzz Lightyear is just, you know, one of a million. You know, he's not special. Like, all the weird themes were really starting to soak through a lot deeper in Toy Story 2 for me. I think that's why it's so far ahead. It's like 10 movies ahead of the last Toy Story movie for me. Yeah. Uh, It's one ahead for me. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, between three and nine, all four Toy Story movies for me. I mean, I just, you know, I didn't know how much I loved them until I watched it. So, yeah. I get it, man. I mean, it's like the Mission Impossible thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we were doing that, like, I couldn't help but keep, like, all those in the top ten, I think. And so, it's his franchise, you know? And the reason there's four and they're all good is you know, makes it even harder to manage and and to put into an order of any kind, so. But yes, 59 things, we have the same top three in the same order, and number five, same place, so, yeah, wow. We took different paths to get there, but we wound up in the same place. That's right, that's a good way of putting it. That's fun. I'm not saying, like, all of his movies are fun, but this these episodes are fun. I like doing the ranking and going back and kind of doing the whole, like, trying to remember what Punchline was about and shit. And, like, you know, all those kinds of things. And, like, hating Dan Brown movies. And it's all fun to recollect. Yeah. So next week, Mike, we will recollect one more time, one final time, as we do the Woody's, the Tom Hanks Awards, the best and the worst of Tom Hanks' filmography. Again, voting might still be open. I don't know. I don't remember. But go to cageflip.me slash bracket. Maybe the voting is there. Maybe it's not. If not, I'm sorry, but come back next week for the awards. But Mike, any other thoughts before we come back one more time in this initial run of Hanks for the Memories? It's been a journey, that's for sure. There's no new Hanks film really on the horizon, so who knows when we'll get to add to these lists, but uh, we'll get that number 60 on there. But until then, yeah, it's been fun. Cool. Well, for all things Hanks for the Memories, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, hanks at cageclub.me, and come back next week for the Woody's, the Tom Hanks Awards. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Benzie. And we'll see you next time right here on Hanks for the Memories.